Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thematic Podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Daniel. And we are attempting to make good theology automatic. And today, we have a doozy, Daniel. Yeah. We have a question that... The most common question I've ever received in my ministry, probably. Is it really? I was oh, yeah. Say, it's probably top five, top, yeah. top five or ten for sure. This and can I smoke weed and be a Christian? Wow. <laughs> well, you... I was in Seattle, so... <laughs> <laughs> you get that more than like... I get it a lot. How far can I go with my girlfriend oh, and yeah, still that, follow that, Jesus? Yeah, that, one, the, that one's a big one, too. But this is a question that's heavy, and um, yeah, like I said, we get a lot. And it's yeah. some version of this. This particular one came in through my website, um, but it said, this, the, the way this one's worded is, is there a sin that's unforgivable? We get multiple versions of this yeah. question. Have I committed the unforgivable sin? Have I committed blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. What if I've committed the unforgivable sin? Mm-hmm. Any number of those. Yeah. So I think yeah. the question is pretty straightforward, though. Is there any sin that's unforgivable by God? Yeah. And if so, what is yeah. it? Another version, just real quick, that um, I had that I thought was a really interesting way to word it is, I think I may have committed it before I was saved. Is that possible? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Because yeah. people, you know, would mock God and the Holy Spirit before they were saved and then get saved and are like, oh no, is my salvation real now? Right. So that's a good So question. why don't we throw out a few of the things that we've heard that people, people were wondering, I did this, is is yeah. this that? Yes, there's so, some quick ways. So, yeah. so you're saying I mocked God? Yeah, I, I mock God. I would make fun of God fun or of the God. things of God. I've heard Spirit. of people that literally, like they cursed God or they said F you God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like one statement, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, um, saying the GD word i've met a couple of very serious christians that have slipped and done that and i was easily able to reassure them that hey that's not it yeah. don't worry about it i feel like i've heard that other people that maybe they didn't explicitly say something to god but they literally felt like they gave their soul to the devil oh wow sold their soul yeah. to the devil or or served mm-hmm. you know or or they were involved with witchcraft mm-hmm. things like this i've had the witchcraft one uh, um, um, are those practices was that in a sense committing something that god can't forgive mm-hmm. yeah um, so um so there's probably any number of things that people might worry oh man yeah did i and, do that and and maybe at some point point in the beginning of this episode we should sort of try to try to define from our understanding what is blasphemy because that is in the typical definition of of there's a passage in in is it mark uh, i got mark there's a few there's, there's a, a few, few. Places. i got mark three yeah mark jesus three is, is speaking there. he says truly i say to you all sins will be forgiven the children of men but whatever blasphemy uh, and whatever blasphemies they utter but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Okay, yeah, that's a great, that's probably that's the clearest. probably the most clear. Yeah. 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 Whatever blasphemies, we know that blasphemies is a type of speech or thing that you say, and uh, but if you say this thing against the Holy Spirit, that can never be forgiven, and it has an eternal consequence. And why people take it so weightily, just for anyone who maybe is watching it and hasn't had the question, um, or the people who clicked on it and go, oh my goodness, I really have had that question. Um, Jesus is saying it, and it, in some Bibles it's in red, so it carries a lot of weight. So that is what is typically described as the unforgivable sin, is someone who has said the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And we don't have that language nowadays, so the people are wondering, have I done it, and can it be forgiven? Mm. Fair enough? 
Have we set it up well enough? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So real quick again, what it's not. It's not saying GD. It's um, it, um, th- And we can say this with a high degree of confidence, nearly certain. If you mocked God or made fun of God uh, before you were a Christian, um, it is most likely not that high degree of confidence. Uh, very, hmm. very, very confident. Um, that is uh, redeemable. Um, uh, it's not being angry at God. How do we? How do we know? Well, we look at like with that one particularly in the Book of Psalms. David is angry at God, and hmm. um, you know, it's in our Bible. David is is railing at God at some point in Scripture, and he was a man after God's own heart. Um, God can handle um, your real inward thoughts and your expressions of hurt and anger. Um, um, so if you've been angry at God and you've lashed out in moments of pain and things like that, that is not what blasphemy is in this context. Fair enough? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'll hand it off. I've been talking the whole time. Okay. Like I said, I've I've gotten this question a lot of times. I think that it's a unique question, and it's very unique passages. Mm -hmm. Because if you're thinking thematically about the whole of Scripture and what God is trying to do and what God wants to do, it's like he's shown over and over and over again that he wants to forgive, he wants to restore, he wants to redeem, he wants to include, not exclude. He wants us to be in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So... To like parse this one verse out that shows up like two or three times, but it's very small and it's very specific. And to say like, what does that mean exactly can be a little difficult. But I think uh, for me, when I answer it, it's like based on this thematic view of everything yeah. put together. So what I typically say and where, land- where I've landed on this is, number one, if somebody asks me, have I committed it or that they somehow show concern that they've committed it because they want to be in a relationship with God and now they're concerned that they may not be allowed to, I say the good news is the fact that you're even asking this question means you have not committed it. Yeah, I totally agree. So uh, to me, it's like that's the place to start. Two things. If you're asking about yourself, rest assured, friend, and be at peace because you most assuredly haven't committed it because you care. If you're asking about somebody else that you know, a friend or a family member, and you're worried for them, I don't know. But if you care, I don't personally think you have committed it. So for me, um, you know, whether this is the exact definition of the word blasphemy, I don't know, but this is where I land on it. And this is, again, an extrapolation of everything being drawn together like through my theomatic processes. What do I think the job of the Holy Spirit is? He is the seal of your salvation. Mm. So if you're in Christ, Romans tells us, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to Him. Yeah. So in some ways, though I don't want to box the Holy Spirit into this analogy, but in some ways, the Holy Spirit is the only or quote-unquote physical, in a sense, if we have a physical connection to God that we have. And so... To reject the Holy Spirit, which is the one who, uh, con- you know, convicts you of sin, convicts you of of uh, faith, you know, is the pathway through which you engage with God. I personally believe that what Jesus is saying here is, 
if you reject me and the Holy Spirit, my presence in your life, in other words, you say, I don't want your forgiveness or relationship with you, then you will remain in an unforgiven state. And when you die, you'll go to a place that I don't exist. Mm -hmm. But any actual particular sin that's out there from saying F you to murder to anything, every sin is forgivable because that's what Jesus died on the cross to do is to forgive us. So in a sense, you're only remaining in unforgiveness or in an unforgiven state if you reject the forgiveness that he's offered, which is relationship with him. Right. That's what I think it means. Yeah, that's what I think it means as well. Um, In the scripture that we read, I'm trying to click into it. um, We read, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of eternal sin. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember it. I couldn't remember if it was the man with the withered hand, but it wasn't. It was He was casting out demons, and the, the um, teachers of the law came around and said, he's possessed by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, and by that power, he's driving out the demons. Yeah, Matthew, it looks like Matthew 24. But the but the but when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it's only by Beelzebul, Be- Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that he has the ability to drive out demons. And that's, then Jesus responds with the scripture that you read. Oh, uh... Because I've got it in Mark 3.22 as well. And the teacher of the law who came down from Jerusalem said he is possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Because you read it out of Mark 3, right? Yeah. So I, I guess I'm just trying to read the broader context of when Jesus quotes this, like what's happening. Because that's part of being thematic, right? Is we zoom out from the verse and be like, okay, who's he talking? Because... Who's the audience, right? Who's who? What crowd of people is Jesus talking to, and in what context is he talking? Well, yeah, the one in Matthew, we read Mark. Matthew yeah. is longer, says there's a demon-oppressed man, blind and mute. He's casting him out. They accuse him, and he says, Every kingdom divided against itself, this is Matthew 12, is laid waste, and no city can be divided against itself and stand. If Satan casts out sta- Satan, his kingdom's divided. How will his kingdom stand? Mm. If I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Come on. <laughs> He's Ooh. like, oh, snap back. Uh, <laughs> Therefore, you will be judges. But if by the Spirit of God I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how will somebody, somebody enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Then indeed he may plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, Jesus, will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. Wow. Whoever speaks against me will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be either in this age or the age to come. Jesus triple stamps a double stamp. <laughs> He's bringing it. So it's interesting. They're attributing God's power to Satan in this. Uh, that's interesting as well. And that would be blasphemous. Yeah, that would be blasphemous. So um, 
Which is why, like, so, so one definition of blasphemy in general would be either saying something that is God isn't God, or, or yeah, saying something that God actually did wasn't God, or doing something that God didn't do and saying it is God. Yes. And so this is why they consistently accuse Jesus of blasphemy because they their view was that he was claiming to be God and he wasn't. Correct. And they're like, we don't need any more evidence. He's a blasphemer. We got to kill him. Yeah. And and the so they they are either right, he's taking on something that belongs to God only on himself and he doesn't deserve it, or he is God. Right. There's no two ways about it. Right. So um. So I agree with you wholeheartedly that if we were to condense this scripture down, what the meat of it is, is that when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you're denying, you're saying that you're denying the Holy Spirit's role or his ability to connect you to God and authenticate Jesus. And if you don't have those two things, he cannot seal your salvation. And then you're stuck with all your sins because Jesus is the atonement and the only way to the Father. And so that's why it is ranked as the unforgivable sin Mm -hmm. because the door, so to speak, remains locked. Jesus says, I am the door. Right, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I like. There's only so many analogies he can have, right. but he is the way, right. the truth, the light, the door, and so that remains locked to you um, without without the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and so um, that's the good news: is that you're not having to worry about all the little things that you've ever done. In Christ, there's forgiveness for all of your sins. Fair. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, one of the things that is so important about this episode, and it's it's reflective of how many times we get questions like this, is um, to me it's indicative, uh, and it's why I wanted to, with you, start this podcast, because as people get to know Jesus and are in relationship with him more, you'll see as they mature, the fears start to subside a little bit and they get to know them and they're not so worried about like, did I do the one thing? Like, will I be kept out of heaven because of this? Because the more that you know him, the more these things start to go away. And um, my encouragement for you, anyone that's had this question, and we know a lot of you have it because I think in my ministry time, I got it probably over 500 times, legitimately. Um, um, In Christ... Um, the Bible says that, I think this is in First John, or maybe it's the book of John, I can't remember, it says perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with being punished. Mm. And I want you to remember that when Christ atoned for your sin and you got put into this family, like all of these little things that you're so afraid you may do, I want you to see God through Jesus as a loving father. And instead of him looking for ways to disqualify you constantly, he is looking for ways to qualify you Mm. constantly, Mm. right? He's not up there going, oh, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. Like when my, and I tell, I've told the story once before on the podcast, I'm going to tell it one more time because we have TikTok live. When my kids were starting to walk, they would take the jankiest, worst looking little baby foot step 
And everybody looking would be like, that doesn't count. And I, as a dad, was like, that totally counts. That was a first step. It was like the jankiest little step. And I'm looking for ways to count it. And everybody else around is like, that was like a half fall at best. And I'm like, that was a step. I love this kid. He is amazing. Athlete, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a dad. I want to count it. And that's God because of Jesus, because you got to remember now in Christ, when God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees Christ on you. This is the, there's this beautiful story and it's a crazy name. It's Mephibosheth, you know, and there's a table yeah. prepared by David. And, and it's crazy because Mephibosheth was remaining in this city and everybody was so scared of David. And, and Mephibosheth had a wet nurse that tried to like rush, rush him out of the city because they heard David was going to come back and like conquer everyone. And in a fall, in this tragic accident, he was paralyzed and his legs were all shriveled. And, and, and at one point David got back and said, does any of Saul's descendants remain? I want to dine with them. Right. right. When he got back in power and David is like representative of the King. Right? right. And we know that like, like Jesus will sit on the throne of David again. He hasn't yet, but he will. And this is the kind of King that Jesus is. You got to remember this. And, and, and at one point later down the road, Mephibosheth is older and he gets to sit at the King's table. And the way the King's table is designed is it's, it's huge. And there's this big linen tablecloth over it. And, and he gets pulled up to this table and his disability is completely covered. And he's at the same height as everyone else at the table. And I want you to remember that when you're at Jesus's table, all your iniquities are covered and you mm. are at the table with the King. He's not looking to hurt you and kill you. Yeah. He's looking to dine with you. He loves you. Yeah, so good. So we're all messing around like, did I do the bad thing? Like, am I being disqualified? He came to earth, left his treasures in heaven and the glory right. to be born in a manger, to live in poverty, to be killed on a cross in the most humiliating way, to redeem you. And the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and you were the joy set before him. He's not looking to disqualify you now. He's looking to qualify you. Right. So do not be afraid. When you are in Christ, so live in that freedom, in that knowledge, in that understanding. So there you go. Yeah, so good. Be encouraged. We don't need to ask the question, man, I want God so much, but is there something that's keeping me from Him? Is Am I not good enough for Him? He always wants us. Always it's, wants he's us. He's always been the one reaching for us. Woo. Even the top of the Sistine Chapel, God is reaching towards humanity. Humanity is sort of leaning back, half caring. If we want Him, He wants us. Come on. So... He always wants us. It's a question of whether we want him. Sorry, someone's watching our live and just texting me, amen. <laughs> so Beautiful. true, man. Well, he this loves is good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I um, don't know either. I think Whenever I, think I get this I question, I'm always just like, I wish I could take a chord from my brain after 20 years of reading the Bible and, and worshiping in his presence and feeling his love for me. And I wish I could just transfer it to you. So you might have the confidence um, that I get to feel every day. And I hope in some way, Craig and I, through these podcasts and looking at these cameras and lenses, we, we can try it in some small way to transfer 
if you get to know us at all through these, like, I don't know if we can do any better than be like, I promise you, he loves you so much. He loves you so much. And he's looking for every way to connect with you, to reach you. He paid with his life. The Bible says he was in the garden of Gethsemane, right? And he said to the father, this is Jesus, the son of God, praying to the father. He said, if there's any other way to do this, because he knows that's going to be horrible. And he has to feel it all. He's got to feel it in the physical. If there's any other way to do this, let this cup of suffering pass. Let, let me not do this way. And then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Indicating he had a will. Right. Meaning it was his own free choice. And that's so powerful. Because later he says, no one takes my life. It wasn't taken from me. I gave it freely. Right. And that's very important. Right. So he said to the father, I have a will, not mine, but yours be done. And then later he said, no one takes my life. I gave it freely. And then in the account of John, it's really, really powerful because they came to arrest him and he stepped forward. Boom. And everyone falls down, indicating he had the power to stop the arrest. And he just kind of showed it for a minute, a little flex. And then he let him arrest him. He had the power to stop it. And he didn't for you. Yep. Anyway, there you go. Sorry, I want to roll. I love it when Daniel Hunt gets on. Dude, a, I just gets on it's a just hunt so rant. good, dude. Oh man, Jesus came to offer us life and life abundant, forgiveness, reconciliation with the Father, eternal life, yeah. and He wants you to want that, and He yeah. wants you to receive that. So don't reject Him, and don't reject His Spirit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and know if there's anything else to say. All of your sins are forgivable in Christ. So don't commit the one thing that he can't save you from, and that is self-righteousness, thinking you can do it without him. He can do anything with the unrighteous if you can admit your unrighteousness and grab onto him. He'll save you. Beautiful. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for the question, mm -hmm. yeah. um, whoever it was that sent this in. We appreciate all questions that come our way. You can um, email us at the thematic, pod the thematic Podcast at Gmail, or you can go to thethematicpodcast.com and submit a question there. Yep. And this is kind of how we're doing seasons from here on out, yeah. at least for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And so we thank, we, uh, we thank you guys for being with us. We love to connect with you. And we also really appreciate if you would leave a review wherever you're listening to this or watching this and uh, leave a comment and subscribe. And also, if you share this with somebody, it helps get the word out. So yeah, thank you guys. And we will plan on seeing you again next episode. God bless you. Peace.